Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at B'nai Torah Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today is our second annual World of Early Childhood Teachers. Today we are talking with early childhood teachers, my favorite people in the world. It's that time of year when we all feel very sentimental about a year spent learning, teaching, celebrating, and caring very deeply about the children who are part of that extraordinary family called a class. I love this topic because I want parents to know the hearts of teachers. They are magical people who create a new world in their classrooms, a place of joy and wonder, sharing daily adventures, trust, deep feelings, growing together and growing individually with thousands of experiences and meaningful moments. We have Missy Miguel, Tina Strochak, and Lonnie Vanish at the square table tonight. I will let them tell you about the age that they teach this year and what draws them back to this crazy profession year after year. Missy, you have the oldest at the the oldest group at the table today. I do, I do. So what initially drew me to this profession was my my own children and that my own children are here at the school. Well, one of them is not anymore. You were an elementary teacher first. Um, Yes, my background is in elementary education. I have really not much... Um, academic background in early childhood, but between having my own children and being here as a parent and as a teacher for the last four years, um, the thought of ever going back to a public school and 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 teaching the older children kind of makes me shudder a little bit. I love this age because, and particularly when you're in public schools, you're contesting with like you know, standards and your and, and we teach we have stand we are our own standards, but you're teaching to testing and there's a whole lot going on here. You're teaching to the child individually, each one of them. Um, I feel like I've learned a lot about child development and about how kids learn, a lot about their social emotional. And um, I feel way more connected as a as a teacher I feel may, way more connected to the kids and to their families and I feel like I'm actually making like I feel like as a preschool teacher as a pre-k teacher this is like the foundation for the rest of their school and I feel like I'm making a bigger impact on the children and on their families than I ever felt like and I taught fourth grade for eight years. So that's why I... I know you are. I know you all are in amazing ways. And I know that this is more personal than any 
than most education opportunities out mm-hmm. there. And I think the relationships that teachers have with the children in their classes is just extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And those relationships are what make this magical and unique every year, every day. Mm-hmm. That's how oh, I feel. And, and like my children have been in both of these teachers' classes. So this really? is... Really? We didn't know that when we planned it. Oh, well, you really didn't know that? Oh, well, they but knew not that. not in the sense of, like, bringing this together. Yeah, How awesome yeah. is that? Yeah, so it is, like, it is, ma- it, it is magical. It is... Oh, good. So you get to be parent and teacher mm-hmm. here tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Tina, you have the threes. I work in a three-year-old environment where the children come in, and they're three. Many of them are young threes. Um, Some of them turn four early on in the year. Some turn four in the summer. The gamut, I feel like uh, having children of all all range ages um, is really meaningful in a class for me. Um, I really enjoy watching these children grow. They come in from Lonnie's class or a two-year-old environment uh, to to us and um, learn skills have growth beyond what is imaginable. All right, tell us about the skills. Well, some of them come in and don't always have a lot of um, in-depth language or may be shy in nature. Um, They form beautiful relationships with the other children. The families become very dear friends. Some see uh, each other outside of our school. So it's really nice to see these children blossom in friendships. And when that happens in your classroom, um, it's a really beautiful thing. It's a really beautiful thing to see children uh, form these friendships. Um, It makes a really beautiful environment in your class. Um, I really enjoy the age group that, um, that we that, that I teach. I mean, I could ask everybody the question, but what makes, because threes is, I mean, every age is such a unique year, mm-hmm. but three, yeah. they're really getting this sense of themselves. And so why do you, you've always taught threes. As well, I started I when I first came to B'nai Torah, I worked with Lonnie the first year that she moved here. First two years in the two. The first two together. years I worked with Lonnie. And then there was an opening and uh, Nancy offered me this opportunity to move to the threes. I was nervous because I really only um, had worked with Lonnie in the twos. I had worked elsewhere uh, in pre-K in the threes, but B'nai Torah had a different philosophy. It had a much more intimate feeling for me that I really enjoyed. Um, We learned lots of skills and lots of things in a much more natural way for the children. I really, I really love working in this school. Um, well, I'm really, really, really <laughs> proud to work alongside of all three of you and the whole early childhood staff because the teachers make the difference. I mean, we have program, we have curriculum, we have philosophy, we have vision, but you guys are the ones that implement it day after day with heart and soul and you know, and, and wonder. I mean, I always say to parents, you know, like, nobody else is going to wake up at 2 in the morning and go, oh, oh, I have to remember to do this tomorrow for mm-hmm. so-and-so. Or when you're out on a weekend yeah. somewhere, you're, you're thinking of ideas that you're bringing back to challenge, to engage, to, to wow them. And I'm going to come back to all of your aha moments and, and all those aha experiences. But let's get to Lonnie. Uh, Lonnie, 
What so, brings you to this crazy? What, mm-hmm. what makes you who you are? Okay, so I am already 13 years two-year-old teacher. And what kept me coming back to the twos, I connected to the haha moment. Yesterday, I was witnessing one of our children go to one of our teacher, kiss her and her chick, and say, I love you. And getting this from a two-year-old, it's unbelievable. Me going home <laughs> and telling story to my husband about a child that jumped on me and hugged me and kissed me. That's what's keeping me on and on and on. So for me also, I teach Hebrew school, older ages, and I am teaching bar mitzvah kids mm-hmm. that I potty trained. And we're, this is a joke mm-hmm. kind of things because, right. hey, I potty trained so many of these children that I'm teaching <laughs> bar mitzvah today. And, 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 and on the side, Lonnie wow. is the ma- is the most masterful potty training <laughs> guru in the world. I know that. I know that. <laughs> but, but it's true, that continuity, that trust, that, that you are in their lives in a relationship through all of those landmark experiences. Getting the love from these children. Um, teaching them, Tina knows, we were talking about how we teaching them. They get to the threes. They learned already how to pour from a pitcher, how to open their lunches. They walked in. They didn't know to do nothing. Mm-hmm. they so proud of themselves. Today I had in my classroom a child that I came late today and Miss Lani, Miss Lani, you ran to me with a note showing me that he wrote his name. A two-year-old environment, so proud of himself. And it's not because we pushed him to do it, Mm -hmm. because that's the environment. And and that that idea that you are celebrating each child as they are, where they are, to their fullest potential, is magnificent. The other thing you said earlier, and I'm not sure that the world out there knows this, and that is you said, when I go home, I have stories to tell about every day and each (laughs) child in my room. No one could possibly know the stories that teachers share when teachers get together. Did you see what so-and-so did? Did I tell you about this? It's, it is, you are celebrating those moments in a way because you are there in this time and space to observe and to hold them on their journeys. So it's, you're leading, but you're also following. You're guiding and you're watching. We are following because we always in the hallways still talk about the children that move from me to Tina. Well, that is the most unbelievable part, to see the children in the hallway that you've known since, maybe even that you've seen in Karen's class. Mm And then yeah. they get to the two-year-old environment, and then they come to me, and then they go to go to, to Missy and in the pre-K hallway. And that is unbelievable. And not only that, you become very connected with these families. Right. They become mm-hmm. they become a part of you in your heart that sometimes are, are friends forever. Really, you you make friendships yeah. that, that stay with you forever. Or, you know, I've had families where I've had three siblings. I mean, that, that's like you're a part of their family, and they tell you that, too. Mm-hmm. The grandparents come for Shabbat. It, it becomes a big family. Well, it's it's you're really celebrating beautiful. them with them all year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, ce- you're sharing every high and, yes, every low that a family journey takes over the course of those early childhood years. And it's personal. I mean, it's respectful, but it's also very, very personal, and it's, it's very intimate what we share um, because it couldn't be anything else when you're talking about little people becoming people. You can tell the connection that you did when a child 
ask to come every morning to say good morning to me mm-hmm. before they go to the classroom. And we have many parents that can witness that. Or they ask to come to early care because they want to come back. That's yeah. how we know that we're still part of their lives. And okay. they're part of our lives constantly. I'm going to come back to, I want to go to Missy and then go to the, the stress and the pressure of how we juggle all of this personal with having them ready for school. Okay. Because that is, I mean, I think whether you're in the twos or whether you're in pre-K, everybody's nervous about the expectations mm-hmm. of what's the right choice, what's the right place, all of those things. But Lonnie, you said something before we turned on the mic that I need you to repeat. And and I had said something about, you know, I want parents to understand the world of a teacher. And you said, what, Karen? You said, said, what's the difference? What's the difference? What I said was, there is, I was shocked by your question because truly, there's not really a deep difference between being a parent to being a teacher. It's the same struggles. Like if I have, and when I look at the kids that come to my classroom, they're so it's so so individual. First, I need to learn mm-hmm. how this child how is going to react to something. I don't give the same reaction to every child. Mm-hmm. There's some that needs only the positive. Some needs more strict. You learn them just like parents. Sometimes we have our own doubts. We go and ask other teachers, what do you think I should do with this child? Like, how can I help him? We're just like parenting in a way that we seek advice. So wait, I have something <laughs> to say. Okay, go for it. Well, part of it is, I mean, look, my son was in Lonnie's class and my the same son is in Tina's class. And I, I think the difference between being... I think that it is all like kind of enmeshed, but the difference between being a teacher and being a parent is when you're a parent, you are emotionally connected and involved and, and not as a teacher that you're not emotionally connected. But they can, but you they can do, push you buttons can in a parent that they won't do in the same and way. And I think as a teacher, you're more confident than you are as a parent because you don't like you're so afraid of screwing up your child you see things so much more clearly as a teacher and I'm often giving you know I mean we give parents advice all the time I definitely agree on that part I was just saying that in a way that we also have like parenting struggle in our even we have the experience even when we don't we do involve emotion but into extent even when we do that we still Every child for us is individual. We're still learning. We're still, you know, we're still making plans. It's not a different. job job. It's not no, like it's white and right. black and we know what we're doing right. and that's it. We take you learn, resources you grow, you constantly. Make mistakes, How many you times grow we went to it. Karen to get advice? How many times I right. went to Tina? And right. we, how many times parents come to me for advice? I had an, a perfect a perfect example, when one day in the morning, a parents came to me and like, I hear a whole negotiation with the child. And it's a two-year-old. And I'm like, I couldn't shut my mouth because I'm sorry, this is me. And I said, too much negotiation. Mm-hmm. Too much talking. That's right. it. And a few days, this mom came to me and wanted to thank me. Because she mm-hmm. said, thank you so much for telling me that. Because... I realize that I am negotiating too much with the two-year-old, but I'm saying. 
And what I love, it's in, in some ways it is a marriage, it is an extended family, it is you saying to a parent, I give you permission to disengage. I give you permission to transition to us and to know that I deeply have your back. But the other thing I just want to shout out loud and clear is the number one question that parents ask me all the time, will they love my child? Will they love me the way I love them, my child? And it's like, mm -hmm. of course, no one loves your child with that unconditional love forever and ever that you have. Now, no one will ever replace that, and your child will never prefer a teacher over you. They don't ever, I mean, they, they might listen in a different way. Mm -hmm. They might show a different side. But I want everybody to know, I mean, that what Lonnie is saying about how personal it is, how much you care. And so when parents are thinking about communicating back with teachers, I also want to say, remember, this is personal for teachers. They are doing their best. They may struggle at different times in the year in order to ride through developmental challenges, circumstances that are, that are throwing kids off course. Take it, You know, what, what I think happens, too, uh, as the year goes by is, you know, there's a trust that a, that a, that a teacher, that, that the parents believe in you and, and know that you love their children. And we've had many, many instances where it was a hard morning to say goodbye. I mean, it happens. You know, you have people walk in or a child gets out of the car and just has an off morning and they come in and they're sad or a parent has a child literally on their leg and only wants the parents and... And the parent has these eyes like, help me, help me. And you do help them. And sometimes it's a little bit of a tearful goodbye. And we'll always stick our head out and say, it'll be okay. Yeah. It, it'll be, he'll be okay. And we always like, we'll call or send a message. Great. He's doing great or she's doing great. But there's nothing worse for a parent to leave their child not with a happy face. Mm -hmm. And it happens at times. But they believe in you and they believe you. And they always say, I know. I, I know that child's going to be great. There's so much I want to talk about today, but so let's stay with trust, and then we'll come back to the other issue. What's the difference in, between trust in September and trust at this time of the year? Well, I think that you have to, like Lonnie had said, you have to get, to, and Missy, you have to get to know these children. I mean, there's a lot of personalities. The, diamond, the dynamics between children, we have new children, we have children coming from other classes that may not have had uh, relationships with other children. So there's a settle-in period, and there's a settle-in period with parents, too, yes. I feel. Um, you know, when you have that yeah. second and third child, that's the parent when you invite them in that night to meet you that say, you do not know how lucky you are that your child is in this class. To a new parent, they're unsure because they don't know you. They've maybe seen you in the hallway or you're, you've taken their child from carpool and you've said good morning, and that's what they know. But they're instilling their children with you for sometimes six or eight or longer hours a day. That's a long time to leave your child with other people than, than yourself as a parent. Um, Especially very, very hard, yeah. I find, more in the twos. Because that's the first time. Right. When after I find it, when I look at it, like when they move to the threes, when they move to the four, okay, they were like already know the routine. They're more trusted. I think they give ask the teacher a little bit harder time in the two well, they don't because know it's normal how. they don't because know it's what normal this is the first right. time so for us building the trust is really 
Because um, you're not just teaching, treat, you're not just establishing trust with an individual teacher. You're yeah. establishing trust with a school and with a right. drop-off. And there's a lot of reassurance. But every new teacher, I do right. think, I mean, I mean, I hear, of course, every time that, that, that it's a big change, whammy, parents can get thrown off course. So mm -hmm. I do think the trust needs to be revisited. And then we know when parents are leaving here and going to kindergarten, the trust issue yeah. is, is, is enormous again. It's, I, rem I remember when my kids, well, specifically when my first son left family time, and I struggled with where am I going to send him? Am I going to keep him here? Or I toured different schools. And I remember saying to myself, who's going to be the Miss Karen and the Miss Amy? Like, there's nobody that's going to be able to do what they did. And then he went to where he went to, and then he went somewhere else, and then my other son came through. And I couldn't believe, and now, like, as a parent, but also now, especially as a teacher, knowing what we all do, I say, and I know I posted on Facebook on one of my gratitude posts, like, these teachers are... The most, your preschool teachers are going to get to know your children and love your children and take care of your children and help you with your children probably more than any other teacher ever will. It's just, it is what it is. Like and every time your child builds that relationship, they are more open to building that depth of a relationship. Again, it's, you take that attachment that they have for you in the home and they build that bond with a teacher and then... I mean, what I want parents to know is when they leave us, they, they leave with this idea that teachers are safe, they are mm -hmm. helpful, they are caring, they will be there for you, maybe not exactly in that instant that you're, that you're not instant gratification, because it's a group now, so you're going from individual needs to I'm part of something bigger than myself and bigger than my family, but it's so rare and beautiful for them to have that experience that I can be a part of a class. So that trust is earned and deserved. And But parents, please, please, please give them time to build those relationships. Okay, a quick we one do. on we the do. difference between the child that's easy to know in September and the child who you've worked all year to have that relationship with. Because I want to say, when I do teacher trainings out there in the world, I know that there are children that just now in April, you're feeling like, got it, finally got it. Um, the child that makes you work a little bit harder. The child mm -hmm. that, that, that went through different blips and stages and, and things on any given year. Um, Talk to me about how fearless and committed and determined early childhood teachers are. I think the commitment to um, a child that may not be um, easy in the beginning or easy to get to know or open for whatever reason. It could be a temperament. It could be their personality. Um, those are the children that now looking, we're, we're almost at, at, at our spring break, our Passover break for tomorrow. And I had a situation today that I really stopped and looked at this child and I thought, wow, we really made it. We made it. Mm -hmm. I was so incredibly proud of this child that was uncomfortable thinking about something that... Um, 
we were we were going to do, which was fun, but it was an unknown, and there was a little bit of un, a hesitation. And he was the one who raised his hand to come up and volunteer to do it. And I thought, wow, we really we really made it. And if we not really in made your it. class this year, he would never have that moment. The word is proud. Like feeling really feeling all these accomplishment, the kids that you were seeking the most help for them, the, the kids that we are, we feel that we have the challenge, see them as individuals. Really, when they get to something that it's, was so hard for them and they can do it, that's all we need as a teachers. That's what make us us. You know, a lot of times when a child has a proud moment and they go home and share it with their families the next day, a parent will walk in almost to make sure what they said <laughs> could be validated because it was such a big, big, great accomplishment that they wanted to celebrate it also with the child. And, um, and that's a great moment when you can share it with a parent and the child's there to see everyone, uh, you know, cheer them on. I love it. So, for Missy, something. do you want to add something we to ha- that we perspective? Ha- we, ha- we have a lot of that, too. I, yes. We, it, I, that's... A great feeling to be able to, t- and that's one of the, my favorite things is to be able to like, you know, just like pull a parent aside and be like, oh, your child did the funniest thing today, or your child did the cutest thing today, or your child, listen to the way your child thought today. I pulled a parent aside the other day, and the thinking, like this child like thought out of the box and did something that was so responsible and grown up and adult and it's amazing to be able to share and you see that big time from the beginning of pre-k right. till and he's five right right and, and he's five years old yeah i mean and the, 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 the so proud is proud children. of the child because the child did it you know like lonnie said like the children that we have to like think so much about the different ways we do things yeah we have to do that but at the end of the day it's that child that made the choice to accept whatever it was that we did and and they they did it and it's proud I mean we're just it's it feels good to be proud for them so here's what I want you to put out there in the world because I think it's really hard for parents um, who are anxious who are not sure they do trust the world in general because it's a big scary Mm -hmm. uncertain unpredictable world out there that makes parents today feel like no matter what choice they make they could be making the wrong choice so I think there's a lot of self-sabotaging out there from the world what I want to say is how do you reassure parents to invest and commit through you know like you have that child you're describing a child that that might not have been easy happy showing this joy they're happy in the moments but they're not but the parent is like why isn't my child that first to connect that first to have fun that how do you reassure them that investing that that trusting you for the year is worth it you know what I say to my parents and it's because I really truly truly feel it and I really really truly follow it I'm a parent I'm a mom I would never do anything that I don't want done to my own kids. And I always said it to my parents, and I always do and follow by that. I I have two boys. I struggled. I moved to a different country. Ariel, you know, had his struggles. 
And I have a total different child, but no matter what I do, I always think if it was my child. And knowing that, this it's truly no one going to ever, ever going to hurt their child because I'm a mom in And me. you give your best. And so, and, and what you do, what I believe early childhood teachers do, because you have the vision and the experience, is that you allow children to be immature, to take time to learn, to not have it all, because in early childhood, you're not supposed to come fully formed. You're supposed to be defining and redefining and figuring out and discovering. And that's the gift that you can give that, that the stress and anxiety of this world robs of children, I think. Mm-hmm. I think, I think too, at B'nai Torah, the children that are lucky enough to, to come here, to come f- leave your class and go into the two-year-old program, the skills and the love and the friendships that they build are built upon in the three-year-old program. And, and the skills that we learn and instill and the friendships and the bonds move up to the pre-K hallway. There, I, really, I really believe that. I think the continuity in this school is amazing, a and I think happy a lot of a lot of happy families. We all have goosebumps. Kids. A lot here. of happy we children, mm-hmm. but the we parents do. really are happy, mm-hmm. and they're smiling, and they sit on the sofas. They've built relationships. Their children have built relationships outside of this school. We have children. I have children that have been out of the school that ask on their days off to come be the mystery reader in my class. Yeah. Yes. And a parent will call and say, can they come and be the mystery reader? Many, not just a few, many, many, many children still love to come back and they be the mystery it. reader. And they that's need to come un- back and revisit this stage. And that's unbelievable. Yeah, yes. They love to come back. They love to be in the hallways to see all their teachers and Nancy and you and, and, and you know, just Everyone. they just love Everyone. being here. Yes. It really was just a, a, a great spot to begin your, your education here and mm-hmm. your love, love for learning. So speaking of the continuity, it's the coolest thing to see is, and I saw this, it also kind of piggybacking on Lonnie saying that it's, it's being a parent that, I, and I, I think all, almost all of us are parents. So, and what I was saying before is like, it, you, you do see things a little bit more clearly as a teacher than you do as a parent, but you guide them as though you are a parent, right? So, um, but I've, been able to see things as a parent. One of the coolest things that I saw last year was when my son got into pre-K. The pre-K classes pass each other, and they start waving at each other, and they go, Hi, Lonnie. Hi, Tiana. Hi, Karen. (laughs) Because now they've been in the same school. They may have not been in the same class all three years, but now they've been in the school for three years, and they really all know each other. And... It's just the coolest thing to see because the kids all know each other. The parents all know each other. It really is a community, and it really is a family. Truly, truly. It really is. And I do believe that when you start in the twos, you are looking to stay through pre-K because that continuity matters so much to young children Mm -hmm. to have those roots to have that foundation. 
Um, so now let's go to that other question that I wanted to put on the table. And we'll okay. start with Missy, and then we'll come backwards. Mm -hmm. But is that how we balance um, that whole child, the skills, the having them ready for the world, having them having high expectations, having each child reach enormous potentials that they don't see possible at certain times of the year um, and then still being that heart and soul and family and community and family that surrounds them missing I don't even I'm not even sure really where to start other than to say that I just I have confidence that I don't want to say that I don't worry about it like don't worry about it they're going to be fine I do worry about it, but they are going to be fine. And, and how do you know that? Because I've seen it. Just because I've seen it. And this is only my second year in pre-K. But I will say that I have, like, my first year teaching here, I was in the twos. And I have children in my class now that were in the twos in my class. And there's one child in particular that would not say one word. Not one word to us in the twos all year long. Oh, yeah. Singing songs, what's your name, wouldn't tell us her name now blossoming and amazing um, but even the, particularly in pre-k we see kids come in and they don't have you know our we do a lot of social emotional because really that and and I think in all of our in all of our levels it's social emotional yes. but we do have a little bit more of an academic, we, we don't do. abandon I, um, what they will need to be successful, right. but we take it through the lens of that social-emotional. What, uh, what we tell all the time, and parents, and we're educating the parents, too. This is part of it, and especially, again, because they come first-time parenting in the twos, and, like, when they come to me, and, oh, he's going to know to read by the end of twos. We always said, and the researchers that prove, if you have a strong social skill, these are the right. most successful academic children in the world. And we all know that each one of us give them the best in social skill. Mm -hmm. So they will be successful. They will be confident. They, tr they believe right. in themselves. They have critical thinking. We teach them all that. So we know we give them the tools to be successful. So that's what I mean in regards to like preparing them for kindergarten and the academics is, you know what? If their letter formation is not perfect or if they're if they can't do lower like recognize a lowercase letter or maybe if they don't know all of their letter sounds, at least they've got that. At the least the they're ready. They have them. to be ready. Readiness is like the most and that's it's social emotional, it's not academic because they're gonna it, it's like a light bulb and it's gonna click when it when they're ready to click. But the social and I mean in pre-K is when, you know, in the threes is when they are no longer parallel playing. They're playing with each other. And yeah. and then in pre-K is when they start discovering conflict. Like there's a lot I mean, we conflict resolution all day long because they start to form become aware well, of they can choose the <laughs> who they play with i mean it, it's it's yeah. pretty big though like they they really they can choose 
who they want to play with or who they don't want to play with. And then there's this one's it, left out. And it, 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 it really, it, it begins really. It? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. In the, in the threes. And you can see we're. Begins in family time. Right. You know, <laughs> it, it really does. I mean, I think children. It explodes in pre-K is children, all I can children say. Children start is that it to explodes. understand themselves. And I think that's what right. starts to happen. And once you have that expression, you are attracted to other people for a variety of different reasons. The, the relationships probably progress and grow in pre-K, but what I love uh, about uh, at our meeting time, and we have a, a wand, and we will always say, does anyone want to share? And it can be anything. <laughs> the most incredible things come out of children that they want to share. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what it is. It's just that they are confident to sit amongst their peers and their teachers and share. And other children will give and take, and there'll be some um, you know, res- res- reciprocity and dialogue. But this age group for me, when we say goodbye in May, is, is heartbreaking because they really came in young. Mm-hmm. Young, and they leave Ready, to, re, absolutely ready, ready to go to pre-K. Absolutely ready. We Here's, feel the same way in pre-K, though. We, we feel, feel like family time in young. Uh, oh my gosh, they're babies! Like think about the kids that left, that graduated last year, and these little ones that are coming in. They're babies, and then all of a sudden, they're like going to kindergarten. Here's what ready. I'm hearing: when you describe that trust in the two-year-old child who didn't speak who is now blossoming to, in pre-K, to have that trust in a child for over two years means, and this is what I hear in all of your examples, that you are not just loving, caring nurturers, but you are professionals. And you are professionals who know how to meet children where they are and facilitate whatever is coming um, next. So you appreciate and you know research and experience and have tools and tricks and all kinds of things. And so I want parents to really, really, really give you that respect that says, you know what, you may not believe it yet because you haven't lived it, seen it, Mm -hmm. felt it, but you guys see in seeds, in tiny conversations, in tiny glimpses of thought Look at how he thought about this today. Look at how he expressed this today. Look at what he was capable of doing. Look at how he was capable of solving that problem. And that is your story. Those are your stories every single day. I just wanted to say one thing about trust as well. When you share something with a parent, something unbelievable that happened, and it could be small, but for that child, it was gigantic. That parent knows that you are loving and invested in their child's best, best, best who they can be. And I think at this school, parents really, really appreciate that. Um, it comes back tenfold. It really does. And the other thing I wanted to say was Epinetora, that we work as a, a big just thinking. A big a yeah. big team. The two year old the two year old teachers can can share with the, with the three-year-old teachers and the three-year-old teachers check in all the time or see the children in pre-K. And when you work in an environment like that, you know you're in the right place. Yeah. That's, how, that's how I think our, our staff feels. I think so. That yeah. everyone has everybody's back for the, for the benefit of all of these children and it. each other. 
and each other for the support. I'm just going to cry. <laughs> I, mean, so I, I moments, loved you and adored you, know, you all before sitting at this table. And, and I adore you a million times more just having you share this with parents. Yeah, I was just going to say that there's so many moments where we'll stand there. The teachers will stand there and we'll just watch a child and we'll go like, oh, like look, 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 look what they're doing. And we just like watch and we observe and we're like in awe of, but it's not, you know, it's just somebody in my class. It's like I could do, I could go to lawn and go look at, you know, mm-hmm. we all know, we really all know right. all, all the of children. the children. Really, you really, the you really do. We really know and yeah. we really, really, really deeply care deeply. about these children. I can, I still go to Tina and go in. The other day I went and I had my picture taken and with all the children. Oh, right. She's in our smile box. Lonnie popped I, in. We said, jump in the I picture. I, I asked to delete it. But, uh, <laughs> she, was, she was also on the choo-choo train. We made her the conductor. Right. We made her the, the conductor. We but put I a hat on. But I to that classroom <laughs> and the seamless. kids are jumping on they me. Do. It is seamless. They do. It is seamless. Mm-hmm. I want to do the wrap-up. It, it's always the same. I cannot... I cannot appreciate who you are and what you do more, but I know I will come come <laughs> the graduation. I will even more. But the wrap up is always the same. How have you got this for right here, for right now? What do you want to tell the world? What do you want to tell parents about who you are as teachers, individually, as a group, right now? Okay. So I've got this because I feel just like, you know, everybody else does, but I'm very current because my children are and have been here recently. And um, I've got this because I have this fresh experience of being a parent and a teacher at the same time. And I had all of those doubts and I wondered and I didn't know. And I, like I said before, I feel like if I could say anything to a parent, I would say, reach out, grab it, hold it and cherish it because this is, this is, you're going to send, before you could blink your eyes, you're going to send them out into a world that you, like, you will be a part of a family here. And when you go out into the bigger world, it's a lot different. And this is like the cocoon, we call it, the cocoon. And it's like, we are, I am fortunate and we are fortunate that for our children to be here. We are. Thank you. I'd like to say to these parents, just trust us. We love your children, deeply caring. We really, really care about them, and we really care about them as individuals. There is no one child that is like the other for us. We treat them like each child of us, and we go home thinking about them and feeling them all the time. They are like our children. Yeah, you feel their joys, you feel their struggles. They are like our children, every one of them. Thank you. I think I've got this um, because I feel like I'm in the right school for me, for my beliefs. I believe in this philosophy. I believe in my coworkers. I believe um, that I'm supported by um, by our director. I think that um, the classroom that that I work in is a loving, confident rich in friendship environment and uh, and and that's what we try to do every year uh, just continue the the good that we instill in these children it comes back it, it absolutely comes back and um, 
and I just I just really love being here. I uh, I I smile coming uh, on 18th Street every day. I'm happy to come here and do my job. Yeah. I thank you all. I am so happy to work mm. alongside of you. Cheers to you. Cheers to the teachers out there who are doing amazing. Cheers. I want everybody in this world to hear this podcast. <laughs> so that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules. You write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know... You got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to The Front and The Follow for the song Listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.